The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sears Imported Autos, serving four generations of happy returning customers. Sears Imported Autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in Minnetonka. More information at SearsImports.com. Hey, Jace, did I see you drive by my house in a new car? You sure did there, Goober. I waved to you in your front lawn. Nice. I didn't know you were getting a new one. Where did you go, Jason? I went to Sears Imported Autos, and I really wasn't planning on getting a new car. But I went online. I saw a car. I went in there, and Sue, I love Sue, her service was amazing, and it really was one of those examples of customer service makes a difference. And it's not a surprise surprise to me they've been in business for over 55 years serving not one not two not three four lex and dawn four generations of happy customers and now i'm one of them they were named best of the best for mercedes for 2018 and 2019 i mean it is really where as they say quality meets affordability the selection of their certified pre-owned vehicles will help you find like a dream car at the price you want so if you're gonna get a car don or lex sears imported autos where are they again lex sears imported autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in minnetonka more information at searsimports.com and when you walk into sears imported autos make sure you say you heard about them from jace jason and alexis in the morning jason matheson along with alexis thompson don mcclain and he goes by one word kenny Kenny, can, oh, can wow. you wait to deer hunt until after the Busy. show, please? Yeah. <laughs> Multitasking, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy inauguration day. We have Matt Belanger coming up at 830 to give us an update uh, on the on the happenings. Uh, but meanwhile, we're so glad that you're here. Sit back, relax, uh, grab a cup of coffee. Um, if you're Alexis, some astronaut love and tang. Yeah. Uh, get some brown and served sausage. Maybe some bacon. We did this thing. May I? Let me just talk to you here. Yeah. We did this thing yesterday that uh, started a little bit of a thing on our uh, Jason Show Facebook page. Producer Ted, and I want to get you guys in on this, and all of you listening, I think you'll enjoy this. Producer Ted, impromptu, in the middle of a segment, revealed that he hates banana bread. Um, excuse me? Thank you, Doug. That was my... Thank you, Alexis. <laughs> I'm shocked. Um... Producer Ted of the Jason Show, uh, my television show, if you're new to our station, um, revealed that he hates banana bread. So I I called him a communist and we fired him. And then I thought, how can you hate banana bread? I mean, seriously. Does he hate bananas? I have a guess. Uh, guess. uh, Well, he said, no, this is what doesn't make sense. Now, and he, he said this because I pressed him on it. I, I, I turned into Leslie Stahl and I pressed him on this and I said... Why? And he goes, I don't like banana flavored things. And I said, Ted, Ted, this isn't a banana flavored item, like an artificial flavored item. It's bananas. (laughs) Banana bread has, gazuntite, Kenny, has (laughs) bananas. Mm -hmm. I don't understand this. I don't think I've ever met anyone who doesn't like the great American treat, banana bread. I don't know. I mean, it can go really bad. Maybe he's just had really bad banana bread. Has he ever had it? <laughs> yes, he has. Oh, and he does okay. not enjoy it. All right. Oh, my I have a theory. Now, see, 
You have a theory? Yes. I have a theory, and it's much like the uh, sausage-making process. You really love, like, sandwich meat sausage until you see how it's made. Now, what I've discovered in my own household is a batch of bananas will get kind of old to the point where you're going to throw them away. And then all of a sudden, I see those those four or five bananas in the freezer where Mm -hmm. they sit for anywhere from a day to a week, and then they get really, really black and wrinkled up and gross looking and you don't want to have anything to do with it and then one day you notice those bananas are gone and there's fresh banana bread on the counter that is wow, my that's problem magic with i wonder do the elves come and make it at your house huh? kitty yeah all i know is those gross bananas disappear and now we have banana bread if you gotta have some sausage you gotta kill some pigs that's oh. right Mike yeah. why can't we why can't we use fresh bananas for banana bread uh, the flavor is, from what I understand, and if there's a baker, well, I mean, hello, we have Don McLean right here. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, gold medal baker here, uh, Don McLean. Um, my my theory, but it's backed up, I think, by facts. The flavor, uh, Kenny, in a banana when it's near death is uh, peak flavor. For for bacon. Oh yeah. Near death. I love that phrase. A near death banana. <laughs> <laughs> An NDB near death banana. Moment. That's right. Yeah. Don, do you think I'm right on that? Oh, I, I think, think I don't know what yeah. the science is behind it, but yeah, I'd mm-hmm. so much better if it's like, you yeah. know, an old banana. But okay. so we we All put right. the question out, and I, I bring I brought this topic up because we then went on Facebook and kind of like uh, Donna and Steve have their question of the day. We put it up. What is the food that you hate? Like that is a hard no. And we got some really interesting answers. Probably my most interesting came from a mother whose son refuses to eat any round foods. We're talking. That's awesome. I love that. (laughs) My favorite answer. What do you mean round? Like blueberries, oranges. Being the parent, that's terrible. I respect that. Sausage. (laughs) That's cool, kid. Anything round, he will not eat. Any Lex, round, round. Wow. Yeah. Um. So let me let me pose it to you guys. Don't mean to put you on the spot, Lex. Lulu, Lulu, Lulu. Um, oh. What is the food that is a hard no for you? If any, wow, I like else? most things, but I, yeah, I, I know would you say do. Um, green pepper can Thank definitely you. be Herpy. a flavor buster beater. You know that uh, mm-hmm. it overpowers. Yep. So little goes a long way. Said. Yep. I call it the herpes of vegetables. Yeah, that's you, you can never get rid of it. You can never get rid of it everywhere, ever. Especially if you bake it. Don't lie to me and tell me, oh, Jason, just pick off the the green peppers off the pizza. pizza. No, no, the flavor remains herpes. The oil, yeah. something Kills weird. Them yeah. thing. Kills uh, Kenner, pizza. Kenner, yeah. Mattel. Um, I am I am so low maintenance that I will eat whatever you put in front of me. <laughs> really. No, God, I, oh, I hate uh, most vegetables. Okay. Gross. Get those things out of my face. <laughs> Ugh. Beans, peas, asparagus. All What's that beans? white vegetable? Ugh. All uh, beans. Cauliflower? 
Call, oh, cauliflower. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. do you feel about the artichoke? Rutabagas. I don't even know what that is, but I'm telling you right now, I hate it. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> I don't even know what the artichoke is. But I hate what it. are those? What are those things that grow up in the woods or on the side of my lawn? They're green Mushrooms? and they look like sticks. Oh. Um, whatever Asparagus? those things. Yeah, those things are gross. Oh, um, I love it. Um, I like potatoes of all varieties. Are they okay. a vegetable? Oh, yeah. Potatoes wow. are superior. Congratulations yeah, on that good. one, Kenny. Uh, yeah. Dawn? Always. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I eat a lot of things. I'm, I'm not picky <laughs> at all. Um, I would say one time I tried canned like sardines, and I yeah. did oh. not like that. Oh, those are yummy. No, oh, not, I mean, I pretty much Stop said I would it, eat anything with sardines Jason. and he's going to... Kenny! I, I really like all... I mean, honestly, unless oh. it's like, if there's something that's way too what? hot also, um, like if you have yeah, so too. many spices that you're sweating... Oh, that kind of hot. I, I'm like, okay, I can't taste anything else. But that's yeah. just a preference. That's not like I won't, you know... Don, I stepped like, on you. Did you say MC likes... Uh, um, Sardines? Um, no, no, no. He hates most things. Oh, oh. He has a list that's like you get out a scroll and you could list. Like, it's, it's insane. I don't know what. Like I can't cook or bake him. In, uh, like it's hard for me to cook. I don't cook anything because the the list is so long that there's going to be an ingredient in there that he doesn't I love like. That. And I his love kids it. are so the awesome. same way. His kids so are awesome. his kids eat like five things. Stay right there. I have a question for Kenny. Plus, uh, Lucy Arnaz uh, talks about the movie controversies. Well, the controversy surrounding the movie about her mom and dad. And a little bit uh, later, Bridgerton. Stay with us. Warning, here comes a cliche, ladies. Your smile is your calling card to the world. Yeah, even though people can't see our smiles on the radio. Well, they can sense we're smiling even during your dad jokes, Lex. Um, Don, I don't know if I would categorize that post-joke look as smiling. Rude! All jokes aside, your smile is so important, and if you don't like yours for whatever reason... It can be debilitating. It can really affect the quality of your life. And that's why we're so proud to represent Dr. Amy Hughes at Hughes Dental. Dr. Amy has her fantastic virtual smile consults. Here's how it works. You email Dr. Amy with your smile concerns. You can even upload a pic at hughes-dental.com. And Dr. Amy will send you back a private video message detailing an action plan. And here's one of the best things. There's no pressure to buy. She doesn't believe in that stuff. This is your year to change your smile. And yes, here's another cliche, change your life. And she's the best at cosmetic dentistry. Don't you have a fun nickname for Dr. Amy, Jace? I sure do. The Yoda of cosmetic dentistry. Trust her, we do. Very good Yoda there, Don. Contact Dr. Amy and take advantage of her virtual smile consults at Hughes.com. Dash dental.com. And don't forget, Dr. Amy can be your regular dentist too. She's my regular dentist. Again, that's Hughes Dental.com. Every four years, it's in a very important day in America. This is no different. It's Inauguration Day. Lex and I have been doing a show together for several of these. Matt Belanger is coming up at 8:30 with a total roundup. 
Uh, but just to keep everybody up to date on what's happening, if you, you're going to and thro- fro, President Trump has just left the White House in Marine One, heading to Joint Base Andrews. So that's happening right now uh, as we speak. Welcome back on this inauguration day. It's uh, Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. I'm Jace with Lex, Don, and Kenny. We're going to talk about uh, this movie controversy in a second, but just to wrap up our conversation about hated food, uh, Kenny, I, I just want to say I find it so comical and so very Kenny that you hate and self-described you hate most foods. You just you hate a lot of foods, but the one, but the one food that you seem to have a love affair with is a food that the other ninety nine point nine percent of of the world hates. It's very Kenny. It's very <laughs> that you love sardines. You you hate everything else, yeah, but you love sardines. sardines. Yeah. It's and the smoked canned and dipped in oil oysters. <laughs> oh my oh. god! So that is fish house food. That is fine living. My I friend. do like oysters <laughs> on the half shell. On oh, a cracker gross. with a bunch no. of like horseradish no. and hot sauce, Lemon. like oh, yeah, you're wrecking it. No, it's got to come out of the can. No, no, <laughs> I don't want it fried. I don't want a fried oyster. That's I want the a fresh. Fresh as you can get, yeah. Kenny. Don, I, well, I'm with Don, and and Don, I one of the best places, Abfab. Uh, in Orlando, Don, I think I took you to the boathouse, didn't yes. we? Uh, yeah, they have great oysters oh, boy, there. That place is amazing. Yeah. So, oh, Lex, Lex, Lulu, I didn't hear you there. I think I stepped in. Do you like oysters fresh? Not that I do. Canned yes. crap that Kenny's oh, talking about. Yes, what? I okay, do. Yeah. Yum, yum. Okay. Anyway. You know what? And then you you put them uh, on a trisket, uh, oh, a trisket from trisket. a bag that's been open for about six months, so it's good and dry, and and you know it's, it's, it's the flavor is Disgusting. really. Sensitive. You just want a saltine. <laughs> it's like a moist weave. So, <laughs> a, moist weave. Work. a moist weave. <laughs> Are you talking about hair or no, a tr- an old trisket? Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this, all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor, as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash JAPOD50 and use code JAPOD50 to get 50% off. That's code JAPOD50 at factormeals.com slash JAPOD50 to get 50% off. I just can't oh, imagine. Yeah. You want that crisp? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. But, you know, it has a little, yeah, the, the little, it looks like a woven basket. I really oh. feel like the best oysters, <laughs> oh, of course, are on the coast because I don't really yes. like Midwest oysters. <laughs> it's kind of hard to find, you know, good ones. It's I'm risky. not sure if we want to open up this can of what Kenny likes uh, or not because uh, I could go with corned beef hash right out of the can, cold. Uh, SpaghettiOs, uh, raviolis right out of the can, cold. Uh, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. Oh. Vienna oh. sausage, spam. It's like you're a hobo, like just eating whatever spam. you can get your hands on. <laughs> I think no, nothing Dog wrecks just spam. Flat out called Kenny a hobo. I mean, just no, no pause. 
Just Kenny, you're a hobo. <laughs> I don't I don't take umbrage with that. I, I, I it's all about survival. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. I love it. Seven uh seven twenty two. Seven twenty two. There is no good transition from Kenny is a hobo to the next topic, but I'm going to attempt it with all of my broadcasting skills. So uh Lucy played a hobo. In a made-for-TV movie oh, in the eighties, um, did she did? See, I am a right. professional. Yes. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, um, I try. I think it was called Stone Pillow. Uh, hold on a minute. It was something. Oh. Uh, it was a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, and she I think she either won or was um, nominated for an Emmy. It was really good. It was one of the first, uh, if not the first, serious role um, that she ever played. Uh, and, yeah, it was on, on television. Stone Pillow. Yeah, I was right. 1985. Anyway, um, so they're making this movie about Lucy and Desi. Uh, kind of a snapshot of their marriage at a specific time, and Nicole Kidman is playing Lucy. You guys have heard the story. Well, yeah, there's we were been just talking about this. Yeah, because the casting seems a little the casting. Bit... Yeah, everyone's Nicole freaking Kidman. out about it. Yeah, and everyone's criticizing her and the Deborah Messing, which rightfully so. Deborah did a great job playing Lucy on an episode of Will and Grace, but everyone's like, "Oh, why is Nicole doing it? It should be Deborah Messing." And look, Deborah did a great job. But anyway, so. The stuff has gotten so out of control that the executive producer, and by the way, the daughter of Lucy and Desi, felt the need to kind of step in. So, uh, listen, Lucy Arnaz, who looks fantastic, by the way, um, got on uh, got on her Instagram, and here's what she had to say about the hullabaloo. I just thought I'd have a little chat with all your lovely people out there, all the fans of my mom and my dad's and the I Love Lucy show who have been so enthusiastically commenting on the choice of casting. I love her choice of words. Mm. Enthusiastically responding. That was not exactly announced, but sort of leaked the other day through the press. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a done deal, but the contracts aren't actually signed, which is why I haven't said anything publicly about it. <laughs> but I felt I should just at least try to calm the waters here. Um, There seems to be a lot of discussion about uh, Nicole Kidman, it should be Deborah Messing, it should be Carol Cook, I don't know. Here's the deal, what you should understand. We are not doing a remake of I Love Lucy. Yes, this is what I said, yes. Uh, No one has to impersonate Lucy Ricardo, nor do the Vitamita Vegemin routine, or the Chocolate Factory routine, or any of the silly things. It's the story of Lucille Ball, my actual mother, not Lucy Ricardo, and her husband, Desi Arnaz, my dad, not Ricky Ricardo. There will be humor in the film, but it is a story of the two of them and how they met, uh, and what went right with finding the show, what went wrong, their relationship, their love affair. Now, of course, it's going to have I Love Lucy in it. As a matter of fact, Aaron Sorkin has set it on the stage of a filming, one week of rehearsal, rehearsing and filming the show. But all this other stuff takes place during that time. Very little of the show is actually 
I love Lucy type stuff. I don't think you will be disappointed with that. So she goes on. I think it's very diplomatic. And as Don said yesterday, I, I uh, look, Nicole Kidman is one of those actresses that can immediately get people up in arms for whatever reason. People, She's a little polarizing. I think she'll be just fine for the exact reason that Miss Arnez just pointed out. Nicole is not going to have the Herculean task of re- recreating Lucy Ricardo. She's going to be doing Lucille Ball, which is a little easier because Lucille Ball was a little more serious and, uh, you know, didn't really act like Lucy Arnett or Lu- uh, Lucy in the show, uh, Lucy Ricardo. So I don't know. Um, I think it's harder to do what Nicole Kidman is doing. Uh, yes. Because doing Lucy uh, TV show is easier. It's a lot bigger. It's a caricature. It's like. You can pinpoint like all those facial expressions. That's easy. The subtleties of doing dramatic acting is harder. So they need somebody like Nicole Kidman. Yeah, what do you think, Lex? Done. Do you think Nicole's um, up to this? I think Nicole is, yet for the very same reasons she's playing the woman, not the character. I, Ooh, I actually yeah. think it's harder to play the character only in the sense that she'll always be compared to Deborah mm-hmm. Messing, well, to the fair. actual yeah. portrayal. Um, so I'm not saying you know it's going to be easy for her, but we don't have any preconceived notions of that yet. I mean, I don't. I, just the little that we know about you know what a great business person she was and how funny. Um, but uh, that I, I feel much better about it. Yes. Yeah. If, than I did initially. Well, here's the deal. If if Lucy Arnez, <laughs> if Lucille Ball's daughter, who knows what her mom was like in private, if and and I wish you could see Miss Arnez's face. Lucy seemed very her like smiley and very confident. If Lucy Arnez is giving the proverbial thumbs up to Nicole playing her mother. That's all I need. That's Lucy knows. Yeah. Yes, Lucy knows. Miss mm-hmm. Arnaz knows. She knows what her mom was like in private moments when they, you know, probably very different. Like Carson. Carson was very shy. Uh, you know, uh, George Burns was say. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I wonder how much Sorkin is going has talked to her about the portrayal and how he's writing the whole thing. Probably, yeah. She must be a big part of no, that. Oh yeah. Oh, they'd I be bet. dumb to not do that. Not. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited, especially because it's Aaron Sorkin, too. My goodness. When we come back, Bridgerton uh, watched a few more. We'll talk when we come back. This is Willow from Taylor Swift. Welcome back. (laughs) The lights is, wow. Wow. I feel like I could take a nap right now. Welcome back to Willow, everybody. I feel like we should do a deep thought or something. And now, Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. I bet a funny thing about driving a car off a cliff is, while you're in midair, you still hit those brakes. Hey, better try the emergency brake. Oh, oh, God. Oh, I've never heard that one. <laughs> oh, oh, little Thelma so Louise. Good. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Again, this is Willow <laughs> from Taylor Swift. A song we don't know what to do with. Do we dance? Do we sway? Do we cry? We don't know. We have no idea. Um, 
Bridgerton continues to be, I believe, number one on the Netflix charts. Um, if I'm Casey casing um, this up. Um, and I watched two episodes, uh, came on here, told you I capital L liked it, but I didn't love it. And I'm, I, I was telling a friend yesterday, I'm bummed. Because I, I wish I, I, I wish I had loved it as much as everyone else was is yeah. currently. Now, Lex, did you watch any more yesterday? I did not. Okay, okay, because yeah. you said you might, so I just wanted to see if you did. No, uh, I, okay. uh, I watched um, Family Feud, and then a surrounding Family Feud was all news coverage. Oh, okay, okay. So. Okay. Um, but that's not typical, wow. you know. It's just, yeah. I'm, sorry, I, I'm into it, and I want to watch more. I just, uh-huh. but you're right. I uh-huh. um, with that. Oh, it's all right. Um, yeah, sorry. So I, it's all right. Um, like, sorry about that. Wah. I know, it's kind of like, meh. Um, no, I watched, um, I watched uh, one more because... Okay. I people were saying that, and when I say people, my my producer Jeff said, no, 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 get through episode two. He said episode two is the one where he was kind of like, oh, okay, one of them. He is right. Um, I have now moved. I don't love it yet, but you know, in the Price Is Right, that little climber, hootie, 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 hoo, the little mountain climber game. The yeah. mountain climber is getting higher and higher, like slowly. I now, big capital L, like it. But oh, I'm good. still, yeah, I'm still missing that thing, which makes me, as I sit here doing our show, makes me want to run home and watch episode four. I still don't have that. Mm. And I don't know why. I don't know what it is about the show. Colin said it's uh, Bly Manor-ish. He thinks the plot is just being stretched out like taffy. Uh-oh. Too much for him. Too much <laughs> oh. for him. Now, now I will say, though, he's the only person I have heard say that. Um, but he just feels like it's just stretch like taffy. Like, just come on. Um, now, I'm oh, becoming... See, I'm trying to savor it. I'm, just, I'm waiting to do a full binge. Oh, you are? Mm. Oh, yeah. okay. 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 Um, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm getting more invested in the characters. Um, I, I do want to find out the twist. I hear there's a twist and I all, you know, that's always a motivating thing for me. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, I, there is the, uh, the sexualness has started. Um, mm. yeah, like there's a and conversation. What was the one where they, was it episode six where you were scrubbing through before? Oh, yeah. Did you check it out? Oh, it's just every library, other, outside every other, and... oh, every other scene, there's, there's earth, there's uh, yeah. nudity, uh, there's sweating, um, there's oh, panting and moaning oh, and, wow. uh, oh, yeah, every. But, but they've, they do it, they have some good dialogue, huh? So girl, there, girl, let me tell you, there is, we're talking Bridgerton here, there is a conversation, um, and this is your, I think your first um, for your first entry into this is not your tip. This isn't Grey's Anatomy, girl, from Shondaland. Um, dude, the the Duke, he starts talking to what's her name, Bridgerton. What's her name? Phoebe. Daphne. Daphne. Velma. Bridgerton. Velma. Okay. Shaggy. Scrappy. Fred. Fred. 
he's she's taught he oh god can we go home uh he's talking to daphne is that her name daphne bridgerton the the main woman it's daphne yes yes okay he's uh he's talking to to velma and he's like um he's teaching he's telling her um basically how to play solitaire and he's describing it and and she is looking at him like she is seconds from blasting off to Mars, like just <laughs> wow. like, at, at, like at any mo- <laughs> like at any moment she oh is going to be airborne. Like she oh. is, she He's is teaching se- her like all the oh. sex, all and of my, it, right? And my my point in that is not just a joke, but that the woman who plays Daphne Velma. She is really good with her facial expressions. She doesn't need to say anything with her with words or dialogue because as he's describing how to play Connect 4 or Battleship, um, she is looking at him like I, I felt like I was watching a shuttle launch. I, I, cause she, oh, she was moments from levitating and I was like, wow, this is hot. Like, I got to give them credit. This is some Cinemax at 2 a.m. up a horse. Wow. <laughs> so that was okay, good. I want to go back now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, I just, I can't. Colin put the finger on what he was, what was missing for him. I still don't know why I don't capital L love it. Yeah. 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 Now, hmm. uh, yeah, we just got a, a, a tweet uh, from... Uh, Miss Fletcher, I completed episode four, and I'm only sticking with it to see how the storyline gets to episode six. Otherwise, <laughs> I too find it a little shh. So okay, good. Where she's going with that? Yeah. Maybe she feels like Colin and Phil Jones, unpaid researcher Phil Jones, also agrees with Col, my husband, that it's stretched out like taffy. That the plot is just stretched. So oh. I don't know. Maybe then with that, I wonder how, Dawn, I wonder how you'll deal with it. <laughs> yeah. so. I'm watching I Sex in like the City right now. now. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Lex, are you just going to sit down and binge all of that? I'm hoping to. That's the okay. plan. But I probably, for the show, need to take it in little pieces. Nibbles. So nibbles. Little, yeah, there's nibbles. nothing. Nibbles. Lex, for the sake of the show, can you nibble it, please? Just yeah. Cause, uh, yeah. yeah. And I can't yeah. believe I just said that. That was disgusting. Anyway, Dawn, when we come back, thank you for saying that. Because I, I, I want to check. We want to check on your Sex in the City progress. May we do that? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, Dawn is watching Sex in the City for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, her impressions... Her her takeaways when we return. I hope you like the show. Seven forty seven. Welcome back on this inauguration day. Just keep you up to date with uh, what's happening on this very important day. Happens every four years. President Trump has just uh, given his farewell address at Joint Base Andrews and is now boarding Air Force One and uh, heading to Florida. Matt Belanger. Oh man, uh, we'll jealous. Be, we'll, uh, we'll be, uh, yeah. Let me see what the weather's like in Florida right now. It's better let's than see this. here. Yeah, I know. But let's just try to feel good yeah, about weather someplace else. today. Yeah, oh, that's right. not bad. I know. Yeah. What a shining light in the middle of the darkness. 
today, let me, okay, at Disney World. It's pathetic that my phone knows uh, that I'm looking for Disney World weather. Um, 72 uh, and partly sunny. So, uh, hey, we'll take that. 72 and partly sunny. B. Arthur, too. That's exactly what B. Arthur is. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, Dawn. <laughs> Dawn is uh, watching uh, Sex in the City for the very first time. This is an interesting pop culture experiment. I love this. I love when we're going, you know, we're doing this with movies, with forced movie reviews. But I love that you're doing this, especially now on the precipice of the reboot of Sex in the City. What are you thinking? Oh, I love it. I'm on. Really? Uh, oh, I love it. I'm on episode 11 of the first season. I don't know what it's going to be like and, and if they will run out of material, but they're really focused right now on. Um, they're really focused on the characters and uh, and also just topics that women might not want to or didn't feel like they could talk about. You know, it's really. Oh, and I love all the on the street interviews. I hope they continue to do that throughout the seasons of like they'll talk about something like how how much sex do you expect a week because the episode i'm watching right now is called the drought and it's like carrie doesn't have sex with mr big for three days in a row and she thinks it's because she farted in front of him (laughs) 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 farted in front of him and she's mortified i mean i can so relate to that just mortified and she like runs out and then she doesn't ever bring it up again and then he doesn't but he's tired one night and then two other excuses and so she's really worried so, I mean, that's like so relatable and just like, yes. you know, how people feel about, you know, pressured, uh, like one's called Three's a Crowd. It's about threesomes. Um, you've got the baby shower episode where they're all 30 somethings and they they're New York girls and they're still partying like they're in their 20s. And so one of them sort of breaks off and gets you know, uh, married and, and has her first kid. And so they're all going through different emotions of how they feel about, you know, not having a baby yet. And if they want to, it's just, it's a really great show. It is. I think it's, uh, was probably revolutionary. Now it's like these topics aren't that controversial, but they, I'm sure paved the way. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that. it's a great show. Are you, Don? Please forgive me. What season did you say you're on? I'm on the first season. I have one okay. more episode until well, the second season. I just want to prepare you. I'm, I don't want to say this is bad news, but I do want to prepare you so you aren't shocked. Yeah. I will tell you that there is a format change in the. I think it happens in okay. season two. She will stop addressing the camera. Oh. That will go away. Okay. I kind of like that, and I usually don't. Yeah, and I don't, and I was happy when it went away. Okay. But she, that does stop, so I just want to yeah. prepare you. Um, I forgot about that in the first I season. I did too, Lex. Yes. That, they get rid of that. Okay. Um, and I wonder why they decided to do that. I don't know. It's funny that her and her husband Focus both did uh, TV exactly, shows and, and movies that did that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh... He he addresses the camera in Ferris yeah, Bueller's Day Off. Matthew Broderick and oh, you know yeah yeah so yeah it's it, it, I, but I'm so glad now Lex you've seen all six right all six I seasons have, yes okay Gosh, and it's I I they all jumble together yeah, <laughs> yeah. Said, oh, oh, absolutely 
I don't remember that. And then now knowing, oh, yeah, that was just the first season. So I'm kind of thinking maybe to go back and just figure out, like, what were Uh-oh. the pivotal episodes of each season and maybe just watch, rewatch those. Lex, Which, you know, I, I don't do, but... I know. I'm. We are doing that. I'm, I'm ahead of Dawn, um, but like... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, but... Similar to Dawn, for whatever reason, every single time I have started watching Sex in the City, and that's what we're talking about if you just uh, joined us, um, I have never seen the back half of, oh, I haven't seen season six, the final oh. season, which, by the way, was divided into two, um, uh, 6A and 6B, HBO stretched that out like Harry Potter <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. and uh, Deathly Taking Hollows. Book, yeah. Two. Um, so I'm on the back half now of season six and okay, Don, do me a favor because mm-hmm. this was such a, will you plug your ears, take your, plug your okay. ears for like five, 10 seconds. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Everybody. I'm on the episode where Samantha accidentally dyes her private parts, a color that look like a clown. Yes. I about died laughing. Lex, oh like I, I laughed out loud. Like, and again, I am like Colin. I yeah. don't laugh out loud at situation comedies a lot. Mm-hmm. When she revealed it, because they revealed it, like they showed oh. it. Girl, yep. I they showed it. Oh, Kenny! Oh, yeah. It looked like bozo, and then and then there's actual <laughs> a clown in that episode. The writing on that particular episode was so good. Oh, anyway, um, <laughs> season six in general has been. Yeah. You know, you you sometimes final seasons are hard and they're not great. The final season, Don, if you're back, uh, I really like the de- uh, they go a little deeper in season six. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a little more serious in parts. Yeah, no, I, I loved I loved how they um, they ended that. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good it's a really good season. I think just in general, when I think about sex in the city, why I really loved it so much is that it's so true to conversations you have with your girlfriends. Can I come back yet? Yes, you can. Oh, yes, been, I can't fully turn down the race. No, so okay. I've been singing pomp and circumstance, just oh, humming it really perfect, because it's inauguration day, yeah, yeah. No, Lex, you're right. And again, it's so passe now, but I hope young women realize that, single-handedly, that is why this show was revolutionary. That did not exist. That type of conversation on television between women didn't happen before Sex and the City. You're right, Lex. No, I mean, it was happening in our lives, but then to see that reflected is just so powerful. And, you know, and now I'm hoping that with this reboot, there's a little more diversity. And I'm not even just talking about race. I'm also talking about other, you know, levels of just differences hopefully they'll explore that more and maybe without samantha they can really do that well also lex diversity in thought and diversity in 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 views we don't other than grace and frankie we this is why i'm excited even though the three main ones are in their 50s we don't see women we don't see women in their in, in hollywood beyond 30 being sexual yeah, it's it's no. a, we don't see and women shock hello hollywood executives women have sex in their 50s and 60s oh so, yeah yeah Kenny's like do. what what <laughs> but no that's why i think that's the opportunity for this people that are poo-pooing <laughs> kenny did you know that by the way Wait a minute. Um, He's got to go t- talk to somebody. Now. My roommate. Who, you? Um. <laughs> Who are these people? You <laughs> <laughs> referring to? 
Do you have any they, phone numbers? I'll get you some phone numbers as soon as we get done with the show, Kenny. But no, but, uh, but right, Lex, and that's what yes. I think that is the opportunity that I hope SJP hangs her hat on yes. is showing sexuality in women in their 50s and 60s, which has been. That's the new taboo they can break amongst mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sex in the City available on HBO Max, 651-641-1071. We're looking for two people that want their stick read by the stick master, the stick Yoda, Alexis.